Coming up on This Week in Games, Epic gives the big old finger to Google, Apple gives the finger to affiliates, and the rest of quarterly earnings trickle in. Coming up This Week in Games. Week in Games. I'm Aaron McConnell here to break down all the gaming goodness, and we have some big stories this week. So, biggest story of the week, Epic announces Fortnite for Android will not be on the Google Play Store. So, what does that mean? Fortnite will be downloaded and installed through Epic's website and not the Google Play Store. So, Google allows third-party apps to be installed on Android systems, bypassing the Play Store, so you can just download an APK package double-click it, install it on your Android phone, and it'd be just like if you downloaded it from the Play Store. Epic CEO Tim Sweeney gives two reasons. One is money, and the other is Tim Sweeney ranting bullshit about open source and being as close to the consumer as possible. You know what this really comes down to is Epic wants to keep the 30% revenue share that the Google Play Store requires for them. So if you put a game on the Google Play Store... Any like the initial purchase of the game, let's say the game costs five dollars, Google gets 30% of that five dollars, and then any in app purchase from then on. So, let's say you spend ten dollars on cosmetic items for the game, Google gets another 10 or 30% of that ten dollars. So, Google gets a pretty much universal 30% cut from anything that goes on from a game downloaded from the Google Play Store. So Epic wants to keep that from themselves. Tim Sweeney thinks the estimated $1 billion in revenue Epic has made copying PUBG isn't enough and wants to really try to maximize that 30% extra that he'd get from the Play Store. And obviously, and hypocritically, on iOS is a different story because Apple doesn't allow third-party app installation. And Epic is, in fact, giving Apple their 30% cut revenue from any purchase on uh Fortnite on iOS. So really, Tim Sweeney, what are you going to say? Tim Sweeney told The Verge, quote, Epic wants to have a direct relationship with our customers on all platforms where that's possible. That's bullshit. So another quote, that's the actual truth from Tim Sweeney. The 30% store tax is a high cost in a world where game developers 70% must cover all the costs of developing, operating, and supporting their games. There's a rationale for this on consoles where there's enormous investment in hardware, often sold below cost, in marketing campaigns and broad partnerships with publishers. Now, why that's also bullshit is because you don't think Google really has sunk millions upon millions, maybe even, I don't even know how much, maybe a billion dollars into Android after all these years. Android's free. Like, operators, like cell phone manufacturers don't pay Google any money for Android. It's all free, and so Tim Sweeney's just taking advantage of the entire ecosystem, the platform, the operating system, and all the services that come native on Android and allow Fortnite to just effortlessly be ported from PC to Android with very minimal work. He's taking advantage of all that and not giving Google a dime, basically, because, you know, he doesn't have to. He figured out a way where he doesn't have to, and so he's not going to give them any money. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. So to show you the other side of the coin, Epic has their own open source project. It's called the Unreal Engine. 
Unreal is probably the second most popular game engine game engine in the world after Unity. Unreal has a revenue threshold. They claim it's open source. They claim the source code is freely available. However, if you use Unreal, regardless of whether you branch the source code or not, after a revenue threshold, developers owe Epic Games 5% of all revenue per quarter, which is, you know, whatever roughly math translates to 20% revenue yearly. So Tim Sweeney uh, contradicting himself with his own business plan when he talks about Google. So like basically if someone found a loophole saying that they could use Unreal Engine and not pay Epic Games any money, um, Epic would probably shut that down right away and cry about how it's so unfair that they invested in Unreal Engine and weren't getting properly uh, rewarded for it. So there's lots of risk with what Tim Sweeney's doing also because security is already a huge issue on Android. So now you can imagine all the bullshit like forwarding, cross-site scripting, and everything that hackers are going to try to do to get people to either download supplementary software that make them think they're cheats for Fortnite on mobile because you're already downloading Fortnite on a website. So why don't you download supplementary stuff on a website? It just makes sense. Like you would, people might think this goes with Fortnite. The other one is redirecting people to a fake Fortnite download page, and then they just download a virus and their phone gets destroyed. So there's lots of security risk when you don't have a consolidated place for people to get the game that's trusted and authenticated. And then about this whole trend of like circumventing stores in general, people... You know, there's obviously it's split on developers on what they think about this, but really I think this is a terrible thing because if you fragment where people get games from, what's going to happen is in the future, it's going to be really hard to get visibility for your game because right now it's possible for you to be some kind of indie darling on the Google Play Store and Google just to let you get the front page or on the flip side, at least if you get enough coverage everyone goes to one place to search for games so there's a chance that someone might have heard hey i think there's this game it might be called something similar to this i'm going to type it in and google play store is going to give every game a free chance to answer that search result and kind of like show the customer what their game is and then maybe the person will download it however if you leave this to going to all this fragmented places to get games. I mean, how are you going to find any other card battler besides Clash Royale? Because any time you type in anything with card battle related, Clash Royale is going to come up because Supercell has infinite pockets and Supercell is going to SEO and bury the competition when it comes to anyone searching for card battler. And really at that point, it just leads the big players kind of like maybe in the like early 2000s where the big players were the only people with game visibility they could pay the stores to put their stuff on the shelves with the biggest boxes and it was really hard to discover anything you had to go out of your way to some obscure forum or a magazine catering to like niche gaming to figure out what were like the good games that weren't made by these three publishers so i don't like the trend i'm pretty mad at epic for doing this and uh tim sweeney I've seen him talk a few times, let's just say he's not exactly someone I would go work for, but that's just me. The other big middle finger of the day is Apple kills its affiliate program for their app store. So 
What an affiliate program is, is where a website can put a link to a game in the app store and receive a small, very tiny cut of the revenue from all users who purchase that game through the link. So, for example, um, I review fighting games and I put a link to Street Fighter in the app store. You buy Street Fighter for $5, I might get half a penny of that as an affiliate. And because you found it through my website, I was promoting it. Apple might throw me half a penny. So that's kind of like what the affiliates program is. This is in a very essential revenue stream for iOS review websites, specifically the big one, Touch Arcade. So Touch Arcade has said, you know, mobile game advertising isn't anywhere near PC and console games where they still rely on like a $200 million budget, hit billboards, hit all these traditional ways of advertising through TV and banner ads and whatever. Most of the mobile advertising budget is spent on companies purchasing installs, so acquiring users for like $5 uh, at cost through these mobile kind of advertising networks. And so they don't really advertise traditionally on websites and such. So companies like Touch Arcade, who specialize in mobile game reviews, don't really make that much money from these banner ads. So they really rely on this uh, affiliates program to make most of their money. And Apple just shooting itself in the foot. So just like Epic and Google, Apple sees their $9 billion yearly revenue from the App Store and doesn't want to shell out half pennies to affiliates companies because somewhere, somewhere down the line, um, they don't think they're making enough money. (laughs) You know, someone who crunched numbers is like, hey, maybe I'll get promoted if I can make this number go up by 2% yearly. So let me just screw over. Let me blindly not think about it. Let me just maximize for making this one number go up and uh, screw over the affiliate programs. In my opinion, this is another bad move. And speaking of Apple being greedy, Apple becomes the first U.S. publicly traded company to hit $1 trillion. That also happened this week. So I guess congratulations, Apple. The other big news of the week... It's Evo 2018 this weekend. So Evo is like a holiday for me. It's the biggest event in the fighting game community. It goes from Friday to Sunday night. The finals, which are the top eight for some of the most popular games, um, happen in the Mandolin Bay Stadium, the same place where like UFC events and boxing events happen. And and I think the finals for Street Fighter V are broadcasted live on ESPN2. I've been there twice. It holds a special place in my heart. I think everyone should go on Twitch and check it out. Um, You can probably see the replays of everything but Street Fighter V because I think you have to pay Capcom some amount of money to watch Street Fighter V replays, but you can just check YouTube because people always put them up on there for free. Um, You can check the Twitch archives for all the other games. So this year, the games are Street Fighter V, Dragon Ball Z, Tekken 7, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Super Smash Bros. Wii U, and Justice 2, Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, and Guilty Gear Excerpt. Check it out. Um, Evo's pretty much the most amazing thing you'll ever see. So, other big news this week, Gamefly to shut down its cloud gaming service. So, the service will be shut down August 31st of which is just a few months after EA acquired the rights to the cloud gaming tech from Gamefly. For those of you who don't know, because you probably don't remember, Gamefly was basically... So back in the day, Netflix was a mail DVD service. So you went on Netflix, you said, I want the DVD to whatever, Independence Day. 
Netflix would mail you Independence Day. You'd watch it, put the disc back in an envelope that they'd provide you, and you'd mail it back. Well, Gamefly was that, but for video games. So you'd say, I want to play whatever PS2 or PS3 game. They would mail it to you, you'd play, and then you'd mail it back. Like Netflix transitioning to streaming, Gamefly tried to transition to cloud services. Obviously, the tech wasn't there. And really, they're just it's too expensive for games because you require the GPUs. It requires much more investment. It's It hasn't been figured out by any company yet. So Gamefly got acquired by EA. EA acquired the rights specifically to the cloud gaming tech from them. EA's pretty much shut them down from from cloud gaming services and no other information has been released from this but all signs point to ea increasing interest in offering their yearly games as a service and it looks like specifically a streaming service so i think this is a perfect move for ea think about like madden is the same game every year right you're pretty much paying 60 dollars for a roster update so what would make way more sense and probably get ea way more money is if you paid ten dollars a month for madden and you just streamed it. And so they didn't have to make boxes and labels and, you know, put it up in GameStop and pay all this money and advertising every year. If you just pay $10 a month and then stream Madden, you didn't even need the console, really. It's win-win for EA. It's win-win for Madden people. I think this makes perfect sense. So let's see if EA can execute on it. And uh, cloud gaming races off. And the final like news news of the week, Unity partners with Google for AdMob integration. So this is a pretty strange twist because Unity offers their own ad service, but Unity to now offer AdMob in their game engine natively is interesting. Um, Unity Ads is pretty popular. It's pretty used by a lot of companies. I think they have a lot of exclusive deals with certain companies and I really like that Unity's offering Google Ad Mobs, even though it directly competes with them because Unity claims, quote, the goal is to help developers boost their own monetization efforts in both iOS and Android games. And I really like it because Unity puts the developers first, even at the cost of their own ad networks. So unlike Apple, unlike Epic, Unity does right by the developers. And I really appreciate it. And uh, good job, Unity. So... Let's get down to some business news. We have two uh, two companies interested in entering China. So CCP partners with NetEase to grow EVE Online in China. Surprise, surprise, the NetEase Tencent SoftBank stranglehold on the government regulations in China continues. So NetEase will be responsible for the server Serenity. It's the China-only server for EVE Online that launched in 2006. Now, the announcement doesn't say anything about revenue sharing or stakes in CCP that NetEase will receive, but since NetEase is effectively the publisher for the Serenity server, you can estimate, I don't know, anywhere between 10 and 50% revenue share for NetEase. And it's probably to benefit CCP, because to be honest, like, you're not getting into China, especially with an online game that's that and at purchase heavy without one of these partnerships. So... Not to be outdone, Activision and Tencent will bring Call of Duty to China next year on mobile. (laughs) So Activision says it'll be a free-to-play Call of Duty game for smartphones featuring fan-favorite maps, weapons, and characters. And Tencent's going to publish and release the game. And I'm assuming Tencent gets a nice cut for all their regulatory efforts with the government. You know how it is. It's it's just hard. It's hard to do business. (laughs) All right. 
Um, Artcraft has surpassed $20 million in funding. So I've covered Artcraft before. Artcraft is mostly known for their Crowfall MMO and has recently secured a publishing deal in Russia. Crowfall started as a Kickstarter campaign that ended in $1.7 million in donations. And I talked about Artcraft before because Artcraft has this MMO engine that they're so proud of, they want to license it to all the MMOs developers out there. So all three of them that don't want to create their own game engine uh, could sign up for Artcraft's game engine. So $20 million in funding to promote an MMO-only game engine. I don't think it's a good investment, but what do I know? All right. Harmonix. Harmonix. Not Harmonix. Harmonix signs a multi-platform publishing deal with NCSoft. This is pretty strange. So Harmonix is known for Rock Band and Drop Mix, and they will partner with the Korean publisher for an unannounced title that is in development. NCSoft, mostly known for MMORPGs, such as Aeon, Blade and Soul, and of course, the ever-popular in Korea lineage. So I'm curious to see what this is. Maybe it's a Rock Band MMO. Who knows? <laughs> And let's rattle through some quarterly earnings. These are probably boring to most people, but I think they're pretty good to kind of like put a grand scale of where the get video game industry is and how the titans match up to each other in terms of revenue. So PlayStation, Q1 revenue. This is just the PlayStation's uh, section of Sony. So PlayStation's Q1 revenue, $17.9 billion, up 5% year over year. Driven higher than driven by higher than expected digital revenue, and why is that? Because Sony also takes a cut of in-app purchases and digital game sales, similar to Google and iOS. So I think they're also at a thirty percent cut. I could be wrong. Maybe someone can reach out to me, who's released a game on uh, Sony's online services. So next up, Nintendo Q1 revenue one point five billion, much smaller than Sony's up 9.1% year-over-year. This Basically, the sales of the Switch console and Donkey Kong were the big drivers for Nintendo. And next up, Activision Blizzard Q2 revenue, $1.6 billion, so slightly above Nintendo. And they're about 100000 above the same quarter last year, so pretty much the same. Obviously, mostly driven by digital purchase goods through their live games, likely mostly driven by Overwatch. And Take Two Q2 revenue at 388 million, almost exclusively driven by GTA Online and NBA 2K18 digital sales, mainly loot boxes or money for in-game purchases. Profits are up year over year, though revenue is down year over year. So that means they made more money off a smaller amount of sales. And Take Two is pretty much just sitting around waiting for Rockstar to finish Red Dead Redemption 2 in October. And finally, Zynga Q2 revenue up. Um, they made $217 million in Q2. They're up 12% year over year. However, they're at a net loss of 911000 for this quarter. Interesting. 12% year over year increase, still close to a million dollar net loss. But they projected a $15 million net loss this quarter. So they destroyed that projection, and I'm sure investors are happy with that. This was mostly driven by Words with Friends, Zynga Poker, and CSR2. Those are the Zynga staples. They've been driving Zynga for a while. 
And finally, some people news to round out this week. Sega America names a new COO and president, and that person is Ian Curran. Ian Kern is mostly known for his executive vice president of global publishing at THQ, and he will also serve on the board of Atlas USA to push franchises like Persona and Catherine in the West. So, pretty interesting. Um, I didn't know that the EVP, or sorry, the COO and president of Sega America also gets to sit on the Atlas USA board. That's pretty cool, honestly. Um, yep, so that's this week in games. Like always, I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye.